Welcome to day 290 of Shaped by the Word. We are in our third season together, the story of the prophets. We've been reading through the prophet Ezekiel. And Ezekiel is one of uh, the uh, more, you know, graphic, uh, poetic, uh, demonstrative, you know, prophets. Uh, his prophecies, uh, you know, are acted out. They become very graphic in their language. The judgments, you know, are, are deep. A lot of times the images are, you know, very rich and uh, very, you know, very vibrant. And uh, the flow is not natural, you know, not a natural flow as we move through it. So Ezekiel is a fun guy to kind of hang with as we move from one section to the other. We're coming out of a section that started in chapter 16 and has gone all the way through chapter 24, which is on the judgment of Israel. It has been framed uh, by in 16. Uh, the story of the adulterous wife, and in chapter 23, the story of the two sisters, the two adulterous sisters, and of course, deeply graphic about the unfaithfulness of Israel and Judah, you know, to God. Now we come to uh, chapter 24, where this judgment uh, that has been predicted is beginning to be enacted, and uh, Jerusalem is, is considered a cauldron, a hot pot that's about to boil over and consume every one that's in it, in the middle of it, we we lose Ezekiel's wife. And at the same time, God loses his wife. Uh, mm-hmm. Jerusalem is destroyed. And uh, and so there is a sense in which the mourning is postponed because it's happening in such of a middle, middle of a turbulent time. So we come to uh, Ezekiel chapter 24, as we always do. Uh, we ask the Lord to meet us through his word, by his spirit, to do his work in us. Uh, as we as we read. So, Cindy, you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? No, I don't mind. Father, thank you for this time in your word. And um, so often your word um, is, is hard. Um, Father, that's okay. We just ask that you would open the um, ears of our hearts and the eyes of our hearts, Father, that we might see and learn and, and um, be either conv- convicted of sin or encouraged, Lord. But we just ask that you you at this time. In Christ's name. Amen. Ezekiel 24, in the ninth year, in the tenth month, on the tenth day, the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, record this date, this very date, because of this, uh, the king of Babylon has laid siege to Jerusalem this very day. Tell this rebellious people a parable and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Put on the cooking pot, put it on, and pour water into it. Put into it pieces of meat, all the choice pieces, the leg and the shoulder. Fill it with the best of these bones. Take the pick of the flock. Pile wood beneath it for the bones. Bring it to a boil and cook the bones in it. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Wood of the city of bloodshed, to the pot now encrusted whose deposit will not go away. Take the meat out piece by piece in whatever order it comes. For the blood she shed is in her midst. She poured it out on a bare rock. She did not pour it on the ground where the dust would cover it. To stir up wrath and take revenge, I put her blood on the bare rock so that it would not be covered. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Wood of the city of bloodshed, I too will pile high the wood. So heap on the wood and kindle the fire, cook the meat well, mixing in the spices and letting the bones be charred. Then set the empty pot on the coals till it becomes hot and its copper glows so that its impurities will be melted away and its deposits burned away. It has frustrated all efforts. Its heavy deposit has not been removed, not even by fire. Now your impurity is lewdness, because I tried to cleanse you, but you would not be cleansed from your impurity. You will not be clean again until my wrath against you has subsided. 
I, the Lord, have spoken. The time has come for me to act. I will not hold back. I will not have pity, nor will I relent. You will be judged according to your conduct and your actions, declares the sovereign Lord. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, with one blow. I'm about to take away from you the delight of your eyes. Yet do not lament or weep or shed any tears. Groan quietly. Do not mourn for the dead. Keep your turban fastened and your sandals on your feet. Do not cover your mustache and beard or eat the customary food of mourners. So I spoke to the people in the morning and in the evening my wife died. The next morning I did as I had been commanded. The people asked me, won't you tell us what these things have to do with us? Why are you acting like this? So I said to them, the word of the Lord came to me. Say to the people of Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I'm about to desecrate my sanctuary, the stronghold in which you take pride, the delight of your eyes, the object of your affection. The sons and daughters you have left behind will fall by the sword, and you will do as I have done. You will not cover your mustache and beard or eat the customary food of mourners. You will keep your turbans on your heads and your sandals on your feet. You will not mourn or weep, but will waste away because of your sins and groan among yourselves." Ezekiel will be assigned to you. You will do just as he has done. When this happens, you will know that I am the sovereign Lord. And you, son of man, on the day I take away their stronghold, their joy and glory, the delight of their eyes, their heart's desires, and their sons and daughters as well, on that day a fugitive will come to tell you the news. At that time your mouth will be opened. You will speak with them and will no longer be silent. So this you will be assigned to them, and they will know that I am the Lord." So you have what uh, Ezekiel has been prophesying all along, that uh, the peace and the safety that uh, people thought that they had in the city of uh, Jerusalem will really be a boiling pot to them in which the choicest piece of meat, and of course those are the nobles that are left in the city, will be placed and then they'll be cooked and the bones will be charred and there'll be a residue that's left over that can't be purified by you know cooking it off in the fire. The only way to finally purify the sin of Israel. And of course he's going back and forth from the stain of bloodshed and the stain of the residue from the boiling pot to their lewdness. The only thing that'll purify them is pouring out of God's anger and God's wrath. And we come to places like this and we think this is very drastic and very dramatic. We need to understand this has happened over a period of hundreds of years where God has been pleading with his people to return to them and been warning them of the coming judgment. And so now the judgment uh, takes place. And he said, uh, one day there will be this fugitive that will show up 800 miles away from the city of Jerusalem and tell you it's it's done. Mm-hmm. We've been in keeping with the uh, uh, the metaphor in the, you know, in the, in the passage. We, we've been cooked. <laughs> In this mm-hmm. passage, when you get to verse 20, so I said to them, the word of the Lord came to me, say to the people of Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord says, I'm about to desecrate my sanctuary, the stronghold in which you take pride, the delight of your eyes, the object of your affection. I mean, what a tragic you know, irony, if you will, that you know, here are the people living in Jerusalem saying, behold our temple, look at, you know, this mm-hmm. is the object of, our, of affection. And they missed the very one who dwelt in the temple. And, you know, we, we've t- been talking about it all week that they had the outward appearance of godliness and yet the inward reality just wasn't there. And here it is. They have the outward appearance. You look at the city, there's the temple. And yet they don't realize the glory has departed from the temple long ago. No, and of course that was part of what was envisioned in Ezekiel that the glory has indeed, you know, left, you know, left uh, the temple, and that God has departed over the Mount of Olives, 
And of course, we receive him return in the person of Christ, you know, riding on a, mm-hmm. on, on a young colt. Um, but their affections are in the symbols of their God, not in their God himself. Yeah. And, and their unfaithfulness is, unfaithfulness is as bitter as been described in chapters, you know, uh, 23, uh, you know, uh, as well that we've read in this last few years. So there's an irony that they're clinging to the tokens of their faith, but they are not clinging to the God of their faith. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. an appearance, you know, of being a godly nation, but deep mm-hmm. down there an adulterous, idolatrous nation. Mm-hmm. Well, 13 really stands out to me where it says, now your impurity is lewdness because I tried to cleanse you, but you would not be cleansed from your impurity. You will not be clean again until my wrath against you has subsided. I think what stood out to me there was, you know, God's wrath and of course, you know, the cleansing, just realizing that uh, all of us are objects of God's wrath if it weren't for Christ and the fact that he actually bore the weight of God's wrath on our behalf that we might be cleansed. And, the and of course, of- we had that yesterday, you know, drinking the bitterness mm-hmm. of the cup of, you know, God's wrath. Mm-hmm. And of course, you look at verse 14, it says, I, the Lord, have spoken, the time has come for me to act. In other words, I've been warning you and I've been warning you, and now, now mm-hmm. uh, I, I must unleash my judgment on you. And of course, the next section we're about to you know, move into in Ezekiel, God will talk about his judgment of the nations. But before he can rightly judge the nations, he must rightly judge his people. And this is part of it. So he says, I, the Lord, you know, verse 14, have spoken. The time has come for me to act. I will not hold back. I will not have pity, nor will I relent. You will be judged according to your conduct and your actions, declares the sovereign Lord. Mm-hmm. And there are no more devastating words that we can hear as I'm going to judge you by who you are and what you've done, mm-hmm. rather than judging you through the righteousness that I have given you through Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And fun to think as well is that's that's when you know God's wrath against us is subsided, is in in Christ Jesus, and mm-hmm. and there is kind of that theme as we've been reading, you know, through the prophets and even through the story of Scripture of just like how does this stain of of sin get cleansed and removed from the people because we just see it over and over again and and then i just love in some of those you know new covenant promises that that is when that cleansing happens is this this new heart that's given to the people and mm-hmm. but there's still that that issue of, of wrath because we are deserving of it and to know that christ took it and then gives us the the cleansing we can never receive on our own is is a fun little theme found in, in this chapter mm-hmm. No, it's easy for us to you know look at uh, the worst of the worst around us and you know declare them worthy of God's wrath and worthy of God's judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, but as Paul reminds us in Ephesians, uh, we we ourselves were objects of you know God's wrath. Mm-hmm. And you know this is a nice you know this is not a nice picture, but a very poignant you know picture of you know trying to uh, purify a, you know a, a pot by heating it up to burn off you know the residue and to burn off you know the the dross. You know, that's been a part of it. And, of course, that's uh, the purpose in, in judgment. Uh, of course, in, in final judgment, uh, there is no redemptive purpose. Mm-hmm. Here, this is to cleanse Israel and to restore Israel. Uh, but the time is coming, you know, when our, our judgment you know, will, be, will be final. Mm-hmm. Heavy stuff. All right. Uh, Matt, you mind closing us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we are grateful for your word, grateful for the reminder that you are sovereign, 
Uh, you seek out your people, and and at the same time, you are not pleased with sin. Um, Father, we recognize our own sinfulness. We recognize our own idolatry, and um, and we're reminded that Christ is the one who knew no sin, uh, but became sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God. And mm-hmm. and so, Father, with that. Would that be um, drilled into us today? Would we be reminded that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus? And would we rejoice um, in Christ and in all the good gifts you've given us in him? Uh, Father, help us to not miss you um, in light of the, the gifts and the realities we have. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.